<laughs> and for the record, my nephew hates wherever my brother goes on business. Yeah, of course. So he hates Canada now. <laughs> so we got, a, we got a Team USA rooter, uh, whether he knows it or not. And the home of the Episode 63 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And once again, Gary and James are back to give you another hot shot of Hit the Deck right in your ears. And uh, we hope to make you happy. We hope to serve you up with some very fun podcastery. And most of all, we hope to not waste your time. I'm not holding my breath on that one, but I mean, that's the dream. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. How about yourself, sir? I am also doing pretty well, all things considered. Very good. Anything interesting to share over the past week? Um, yeah, as uh, as we said at the top of the last podcast that it was my brother's birthday last week, so he hosted a big barbecue for his uh, birthday celebration. He and had to he host smoked. his own birthday party? Yeah, but he it was his pleasure because uh, he's an avid barbecuer and smoker and all that stuff, like the real deal grilling and, and from all the aspects like, uh, you know, he should be in, in the Southwest or something like avid that. Avid smoker, huh? They make patches and gums for that now. Yeah, no, not, not that, that kind of smoker, right? Yeah, like smoking meats and stuff. I've things, seen those you know, commercials, like, yeah. James. I, I, yeah. not, I wouldn't. You know what? Thanks for getting off on track on that. Uh, as avid non-smokers, as, as all we are, I, I don't like seeing those commercials because they are quite scary. And God bless the poor people that, that uh, did the commercials in order to prevent people from smoking. But uh, yeah, they're gory. And one of the worst commercials I ever saw was a few years ago when they had a little boy mm. and they took his mother away and he starts crying in the middle of the crowded area mm -hmm. and... It was heartbreaking. I'm not a father, but I, I couldn't bear watching that. And I don't smoke because it's a horrible habit and it does nothing but hurt you and the others around you. But I didn't need to see that commercial either. So hopefully it hit home with some young youngsters out there. But anyway, with the, 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 the barbecue smoking is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, it was really delicious. And uh, like the last thing I needed was to take another step back in being out of shape and definitely out of deck hockey shape. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have to work that off and then learn how to replay uh, deck hockey again. But other than that, uh, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, it's just FYI, the deck hockey is probably played pretty much the same as you remember. So not, not much has changed in the last month or so. But as far as my week, it was good. Last weekend, I too was busy. I, uh, I may actually have to turn in my, my deck hockey card because I forewent the opportunity to play deck hockey. I, I actually left my teammates high and dry where they had to scramble to, to pull together another goalie in favor of going to a baseball game uh, with my dad. So, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed 
the experience. I think he enjoyed the company, if nothing else. The actual quality of play was not so great. We are Mets fans, after all. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but but the fact that I, I chose baseball over hockey, I mean, what kind of... What kind of deck hockey fan am I? You know, I, I, so yeah, you can just let me know where I can turn in my card and I will do so with a heavy heart. Um, quite frankly, I would be right behind you going to the Mets game <laughs> to tell you the truth, especially with your dad. I mean, come on, that, that doesn't get more American than that, than a father and son going to a baseball game together on a Sunday afternoon. So yeah, God it, bless. It was miniature bat day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we both wound up giving the bats to our daughters, so that was nice. Oh, how sweet. See, beautiful. Yeah. Happy ending. You made the right choice. All right, if you say so. I don't know. They hey, lost, the they lost by a pretty significant margin, so I, I wonder. Well, because they scored all their runs the previous two games, so don't take it upon yourself to feel yeah. guilty of that aspect. But uh, anyway. <laughs> so that was my weekend. I mean, there was also Sunday, but... I don't remember Sunday. So, no, wait, that was Sunday. Yeah, that, right, yes. There was also Saturday. Oh, I went to some yeah. kind of family party on Saturday. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> see, I don't remember anything. It's fine. It's fine. Just move on, move on. <laughs> I saw Jen in the background just take a look at you like you were nuts. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we've been married for 12 years. It's certainly not the first time that's happened, and it will certainly not be the last. This needs to be broadcast on YouTube or something because uh -huh. people miss so much fun from the interactions between you and your lovely bride. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know how she's put up with me for that long. Oh, man. God bless. Mm -hmm. uh, shall we introduce ourselves so yes. the, the, the listener knows what clowns that he or she are listening to? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, then let us carry on with our starting lineup and four. Tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my august co-host. Wow, that's a good one. I don't know what that means, but anyway, so uh, on defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. It kind of means distinguished and important. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no yeah. wonder why I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Breaking out the SAT words, man. Good well, stuff. That's just me. I, Me use big words. <laughs> me talk good. Uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Shall we, if you don't mind, shall we move on to our, uh, no, we just did the starting lineup. Shall we move on to what's on deck for this podcast, James? We shall, sir. All right. Then if you would not mind, if I can put you on the spot, can you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Would be happy to. Uh, thank you, thank you. Relief may be on the way, American Rhino. Borrowing a story about another sport in sneakers, or boots as soccer players call them. With the greedy insanity of holding the 2022 World Cup in the Middle East, construction crews are working with companies to develop cooling technologies so that their workers don't literally drop dead from the intense heat. That's a spicy meatball. Connor McDavid recently signed an eight-year, $100 million extension with the Edmonton Oilers. It's good to work hard and be blessed with talent. For the rest of us, we have to buy our own gear and pay to play in leagues. Can you even estimate how much money you have sacrificed for the love of deck? And IRS bullies get beaten by Bruins. I hope the IRS gets its act together because those clowns humiliated themselves are going after me and countless other honest Americans a few years ago. As you know, Gary and I are Rangers fans, but I have a soft spot in my heart for Seabass and the Boston Bruins, 
on their big win over the IRS. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So, uh, help is on the way, to quote Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Yeah. I have to say, I, I would not want to play in boots. Uh, I don't know how those soccer players do it. I yeah. mean, you know, it's hard enough in sneakers. And the other weird thing is they refer to the field as a pitch. And us Americans, when you say pitch, that's what the player on the baseball field does. I just I, I, the, I just realized the listener can't see me uh, going for the wind-up and miming throwing a pitch. There you go. But that's what I was doing as James was speaking. So, uh, you know, uh, theater of the mind. There you go. Again, I'm so sorry that the uh, listeners can't see these wonderful antics of the American Rhino. But, I'm not. Uh, I'm in my pajamas. Well, anyway, um, so yes, as uh, people may or may not know, the FIFA World Cup, which is probably the biggest event in sports besides the Super Bowl, but definitely in the world, it's the biggest event. And in 2022, they've decided to, instead of making North America the host, which I thought they did a fantastic job in the 1994 World Cup, they decided to make Qatar in the Middle East the host. And for nothing but selfish monetary reasons, mind you. James, and, James, James. Yeah. That's, that's what happens when you have a completely impartial, unbiased, and uh, you know, upstanding, incorruptible governing body, such as FIFA. Very well said, sir. And, uh, the, and the bigger joke about it is that, yes, it's in the Middle East. It's in, it's in the desert, literally in the desert. And it's so bad, the weather, that... As far as I know, at least as long as I've known, the World Cup is held every four years. I believe it started in 1930, and it's usually in June, and it goes through around the 4th of July, middle July, where the quarterfinals and the finals are held. Because it's so incredibly hot in Qatar in June, they are going to push the 2022 World Cup, I believe, even November or something like that, which is really... The TV rights uh, people are going crazy. I don't know if it's ESPN or whoever has it, mm. uh, ABC. So they're all upset. It's it's going to interfere with the NFL season. Obviously, for us, it's going to interfere with hockey. And it's just a big disaster. But on top of everything else, they're constructing the arenas right now, the soccer fields and, and stadiums. Mm -hmm. And it's insanely, insanely hot. So the workers that are constructing all of these arenas and, and such are... Literally, their lives are on the line because uh, it, it's an, it's just insane hot. And uh, yeah, now we're in the middle of July here in New York, and it's pretty hot for us, like in the 90s, and, and the humidity is ridiculous. So I can't imagine what it's like being out in the middle of hundred, uh, you know, hundred degree plus heat, and so on and so forth, and working. But at least they are using some technologies to cool down the workers to helpfully help them and make sure that they don't pass away from heat exhaustion and whatever. All right. So before we continue with that and really drill down deep into what those technologies are, I want to make a statement and then I want to contradict my own statement by playing devil's advocate. So here we go. All right. So first off, I applaud the people who are creating this technology to make these construction workers lives that much less miserable. I was going to say more comfortable, but I'm sure they are in no way, shape, or form comfortable even with these technologies. So, um, you know, this is at least making things marginally bearable and uh, livable. So I 
I applaud the manufacturers of the things that we're about to discuss, and I feel really bad for these construction workers. And I also will feel bad for the players in this tournament, which uh, really, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, you and I, James, have trouble playing deck hockey when it's 80-something degrees. I can't imagine when it's like 120. You know, it, it's just, it, it's, I mean, it's a dry heat, I would assume, but still, it's, you know, life-threatening, nevertheless. So that being said, all that being said, here's, here's where I turn things around. This is happening in Qatar, right? So that's that's in the Middle East. That's right in the middle of that oil-saturated area. And in that area, places like Saudi Arabia, that's become the modern capital of giant, ridiculous construction projects. So, like, I feel bad for the people that have to build the, the soccer stadium and the infrastructure for the World Cup. But by the same token, this is nothing new for them. That, you know... Construction workers have to work in unbearable conditions all the time in that area of the world. Like, you know, it, it's great that they're getting some relief, but I'm not going to put this all on FIFA as ridiculous as their decision was. Fair enough. You have an excellent point. Yeah, that they've built huge towers up there and uh, and, and and a fake island and all that stuff from my little knowledge of uh, what's going on over there in Qatar. But exactly right there. Like you said, it's all oil money. So there's billionaires or trillionaires mm -hmm. out there that have nothing to do but try and uh, build the tallest buildings and, and want to be New York and, and America in, in so many different ways. But good point there. But yeah, so maybe they've learned from that in the past. But one of the things that, that came out that wait, drew wait, my attention. Wait, 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 wait. No, I got it. I've got our, I've got our segue. I can jump us right back into this thing. Go for um, it. With all that money, I would imagine they can afford to innovate in cooling their construction workers and what are some of the ways they're doing that james well you take it man because you are you're like an inspiration in some way as a matter of fact all right i will get us started and then i want you to pick up the ball and run with it will do sir actually we're talking about soccer so that would be a foul uh yes, so I, I want you to to boot the ball and run with it and yes sir then try not to stay off sides and kick the ball i i i'm sorry i'm i'm not going to continue with this uh, allegory or whatever it is because i don't particularly care for soccer nor do i understand all the rules so anyway let's talk about cooling stuff so uh <laughs> i've <laughs> i've taken that 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 beautiful transition and then shot it off a cliff <laughs> all right um so yeah uh it seems like one of the things i guess one of the most basic things that they are doing to cool off these construction workers is to use cooling towels, as I alluded to moments ago, that much the same as the mission towel that I spoke of on a recent podcast and, and James and I discussed at length in, uh, in, in a, a less recent podcast in the archives. So I guess they kind of, I'm not sure if they, they wrap it around their head. I would imagine the head would be the most efficient usage of the towel, but they can also put it on their arms and the back of their neck. Towels for everyone. Like just a <laughs> mummy wrap of towel. That's, that's why there are so many mummies in the deserts of Egypt. They were primitive cooling towels. Oh, gosh. That's, it's, you figured it out, James. Don't blame this on me. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I need a cooling towel. I turned off the air conditioner about 
15, 20 minutes ago, and, and it's already going to my head. Yeah, I'll take that as an excuse. Um, and they're also working on, uh, uh, just beyond that basic technology, they're also working on making things a little more innovative than just a cold towel. For example, they have vests, that, like full-body vests that they can wear, which I'm not quite sure how the cooling technology works. Maybe it's like a... Like a water-cooled thing. Do, do you have any idea, James? No, I'm glad you pointed that out because they didn't go into detail in the articles that I've read on that and from the research that we've done, but you can only assume that it would be something of that nature. Yeah, I mean, the, the trick there is not only keeping the water itself cool, if that is in fact how they're doing it, but weight. I imagine weight yeah. would be a big concern, especially for construction workers who have to be able to move all around and not get tangled up in stuff. So... And especially if they're working in high places, you don't want them bogged down with heavy things on their person that could unbalance them and make them go, woo! <laughs> Take the uh, proverbial nesty plunge, as comforting as that might be. Yeah, they might even be seeing a lot of mirages out there. With the woo! <laughs> but uh, all, all I could tell you from... The research that we've done was that they describe it as a lightweight, evaporative cooling vest that can reduce heat stress and fatigue. If it's evaporative, it might be the same or a similar technology to the towel, because I think that's how that works. The same principle of evaporation. So maybe. I don't know. I know very little about cooling technologies, which is why we talk about them at length on the podcast, because we're experts in talking out of our uh, hind ends, as it were. Um, yeah. Woo! That's like uh, Ric Flair on, like, uh, painkillers or something, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed that his daughter doesn't do the woo. That would be really cool. She does occasionally. Oh, okay, good. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, well, she maybe she, I don't, actually, I don't know if she's doing it at the moment, because She's, uh, it, for those of you who don't follow wrestling, I, I what's wrong with you? We're talking what? about Charlotte Flair, who is the daughter of wrestling legend Ric Flair, whose most famous contribution, in spite of, of being rated by many as the greatest wrestler of all time, and definitely uh, by pretty much everybody as one of the greatest, great talker, great worker, really a master at his craft, in spite of all that, his most lasting legacy to the wrestling industry was woo, which is kind of his, can you even call that a catchphrase? His catch noise? Um, his his catch know. utterance? That's, I like that. That's a woo! good one. Catch utterance. Yeah. So, um, that. right. So his, his daughter, Charlotte or Charlotte Flair, as she's now referred to, because they want to stress the connection, I guess. She is now wrestling currently in the women's division of the WWE, and she is a chip off the old block in many ways. So um, that's your pointless wrestling chat, I guess, uh, for your, your pointless wrestling tangent for this podcast. So I think I'm going to go back to talking about cooling construction workers now, if that's all the same to you, James. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, although a construction worker sounds like just the thing that Vince McMahon would have used as one of his wrestling gimmicks in the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, it's true. I think um I think in the maybe in the uh the opening video package to Steve Regal, the real man's man, 
he's a man, he's a man's man. I think he might have been dressed as a construction worker in one of those scenes. Uh, and it, anyway, we're not talking about William Regal. We are talking about, uh, and yes, I, I did say William Regal after saying Steve Regal. It's a, both are accurate. You're going to have to take my word on this one. But anyway, so uh, they're, also, <laughs> they're also working on, I'm patting my head as if you can see what I'm doing. Uh, they're also working on cooling helmets <laughs> for the construction workers. And the way they're doing that is they are installing fans in the helmets, which uh, will presumably circulate cool air through. And that is probably going to do as much as anything to help these guys because keeping your head cool is, as I've said previously on the podcast, your head regulates the rest of your body temperature. So if you can keep the head cool, you can go a long way to keeping the rest of the body cool, even if it's really hot out. And how cool can they keep their heads, James? Well, if I did the math correctly, and, and I think I did, but the article was written in the, or at least translated from the Middle East. So they said 10 degrees centigrade, which according to the calculations, when you go from centigrade to Fahrenheit, which is what we're used to here in America, that, that's 50 degrees. So to go, like, let's say if it's 100 degrees out, theoretically, this helmet can make you feel like it's 50 degrees out which boggles my mind. I don't even know if, if that's possible or not, but that's if the math is all correct. So forgive me if I screw that up. It wasn't from lack of trying or whatever the case was, but yeah, there's a mini, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I'm going to have to take your word on that because I'm an American and therefore know nothing about the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, that goes for the both of us. So anyway, uh, we're trying to learn and, and teach at the same time here on uh, on Hit the Deck. But oh, the you're coolest people, thing... You're telling people about soccer yeah, and yeah. centigrade and like uh, World Cups and the, the history of the World Cup. And I'm talking about wrestling. So, you know, clearly one of us is marginally cultured and the other one is me. I disagree, but anyway. No pun intended. I think the coolest thing about this whole situation is the group mm. that is supporting this research and the technology is known as the Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy. So that sounds like a committee that wants to take over the world. Exactly right. That's what I thought, too. I mean, is this the next Marvel movie or something? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, they Thanos the is behind the whole committee. thing. What? What was it? The Supreme Committee for what? Delivery and Legacy. Delivery. The yeah. Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy. Yeah, no, that's not suspicious at all. No. The, yeah, uh, if you're a James Bond fan, uh, you'd get the connection there with the uh, alias that they go by, but um, that M5 and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, they're the ones that, that issued the towels, and they claim that the these particular towels, like what, what Gary was talking about, can cool their workers up to four hours, and they're handing out 9,400 towels for the workers. And I believe there's a few, there must be at least a few thousand workers that need them. But yeah, exactly. Like Gary was saying, they're intended to put them on the, around their necks, on their arms, and wherever else. And the helmets seem to be in good working order and are being handed out as well. So if they really do, those fans do that job where they can cool somebody so extremely. So between the the fans in the helmets, the towels, and the vests, that's, uh, I, I think um, Iceman would be pretty impressed out there for all these poor people dying in the Middle East. 
9,400 is an oddly specific number. Why not bump it up to 9,500 or even an even 10,000? Again, I, I'm just assuming that this must be a translation issue because exactly, I, I was thinking the same thing too. That's odd. But it, it is odd. But uh, I mean, it's maybe an even number, but it's still odd. That's this good one. That's the Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy. Yeah, right. So I yes. What they're up uh-huh. to. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Illuminati aside, what what else is going on, James? All right. Well, this leads up to what we're talking about. We're supposed to be talking about deck hockey and our sacrifices for the love of deck hockey. But hopefully, if those little fans work, maybe the American Rhino can integrate it in his hockey mask and help him cool off a little bit and still be as great a player as he is. But if only there were 9,401. (laughs) If only. We'll see. Um. Maybe yeah, I just so, need to become a Qatari construction worker. I got nothing going on, so maybe I'll uh, fly out there and see what happens. <laughs> Sweetheart, I'm going to start a new career in Qatar. Is that cool? Yeah, she just gave me that that <laughs> really strained smile that says, I love you, and sometimes I wonder why I put up with you. <laughs> Perfectly done. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, going into this is that Connor McDavid, and, and deservedly so, I believe he was the youngest captain in the history of the NHL and for a storied franchise like the Edmonton Oilers, that's saying a lot. So the young man earned himself an eight-year extension recently worth at least $100 million. So good for him and God bless, and I wish him well, and I hope he lives up to that too because a lot of times when players sign big contracts, bad things happen, but best of luck to Mr. McDavid in all honesty, and may he earn every penny of that. But for the rest of us, we have to invest in our own gear, and we have to pay to play in deck leagues. Yeah, we do. So just wondering, as that young man and a lot of other, and and, and again, the NHL players get paid pittance compared to NFL and NBA players out there, but that's not too bad for a young man. Yes, Um, I will take that suffering. Yeah, I would too. Um, So, uh but we you know we we have to to sacrifice our own hard-earned money and and put it aside and buy our own stuff. So I was just thinking about that where I've been playing on and off, believe it or not, for twenty four years. So I you do believe that, it. yeah, you you'd think I'd be good by now, but unfortunately, no. So you are good, thinking, James. You don't give yourself yeah, enough credit. Um, I appreciate that, but usually the goalie bails you out a lot more to make you look a little bit better, but uh, and teammates as well. But uh, between Christmases, Easter's, birthdays, and actually buying my own gear, if if I uh, would do so, it, is, it has to be at least in the thousands. Mm. Between hockey sticks and blades, uh, roller skates, ice skates, protective gear, jerseys, shirts, bag, pucks, tape, and tournaments – And even this very podcast, as a matter of fact, uh, Hit the Deck, in all honesty, the executive producer is the American Rhino. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the one who makes all the money off the podcast. Well, you're the one that puts us on the air. So uh, between paying the the Podbean fee to uh, have the space and update and upload our podcasts, between the equipment used to record the podcast and edit it and, and make it sound great, Yeah, that's all thanks to the American Rhino and even promotion stickers, T-shirt and uh, quote unquote commercial time that that he's actually invested in in the past with other podcasts. Yeah, well, don't like 
don't act like I do everything. You've pitched in your fair share as well. So don't pretend this is all on me. We this is a joint operation and a joint venture and a partnership. Here, here. This is it. All right. You you win this round, but I'll get you next time. <laughs> I'll get you next time, gadget. Next time. <laughs> I liked Penny. Penny was smart. Penny was a good female role model. Yes, she was. I wasn't thrilled with the dog, though. I thought he was a goofball. Yeah. What was the dog's name? I can't remember. <laughs> it was like Odie, but it wasn't Odie. It was, you know, like a more competent Odie. Um, yeah. I d- yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. It makes me a bad fan, I guess. You know that's what I liked most? Well, actually, no. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that's what I liked most, because when I was a child watching it, I didn't understand the connection. You know what I appreciate the most now, looking back on Inspector Gadget? The fact what? that it was a shameless ripoff of Get Smart. Yes. <laughs> Down to the same person voicing the main character. But oh, really? it was awesome. Like, I mean, it was Get Smart for uh you know for kids the way the flintstones was the honeymooners you know it was the same premise for uh for kids dumb kids who didn't know any better it was a proven formula that worked and i appreciate that i'm just sad we never got to see what dr claw looked like yeah because i if i remember correctly they seemed to lead up to the fact that you were going to see who dr claw was and uh get to the bottom of that. So I agree. That was really disappointing. Go, Gadget, go. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. I'm trying to find the name of the stupid dog, and it's Brain. Oh, Brain, yes, yes. You are absolutely right. He had that collar that had the communicator in it, even though he didn't talk. Yes. Which whatever, yes, brain the irony, right? Yes, and and uh, and Doctor Claw, of course, had Claw Kitty. But was that really that? That was the name of the cat. I think it was Claw Kitty. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you, sir. Yep. The trip down memory lane, but, chief. Um, I lo- I did I did always enjoy uh, when Inspector Gadget's car turned from like the minivan into the the uh, cruiser or the totally, sports man. car, whatever it was. That's right. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> so yeah, so Inspector so next Gadget, on, so next on the the Inspector Gadget cast, <laughs> he uh, he invested a lot of money in gear himself. So well, someone did. I don't. I, I I rather doubt that Inspector Gadget footed the bill for all of his modifications and, and equipment. True enough. True enough. But um, but anyway, yeah. So in my estimation, I think I've dropped at least thousands of dollars over the twenty four years plus. Mm-hmm. investing in, in deck hockey. And uh, speaking of your lovely bride, I don't want you to have an exact estimate or even a close estimate of uh, what you did. But um, we love and, and admire the American Rhino and Mike and Craig for the three guys that really bit the bullet and got the goalie gear. So that is just a whole other level of uh, selflessness and love and determination and dedication to your sport. And the goalie is the most important player out there, and you guys do such a great job with that and, and are so generous and kind 
with investing in your own gear and you don't even ask anybody else to pitch in for you. But uh, I, you know. I, I, I do. I have actually that number. So um, I <laughs> I have some some money that I spend on have spent <laughs> on the uh on the sport of deck hockey, and I'm not going to break down every single expense because we'd be here all night. But the way I figure it, I've spent about $240 on nets, $485 on clothes, jerseys, shirts, pants, etc. Uh, gear, $845. Tournament, $130. What I will call Gary's Folly. The uh, the slide plates I tried a couple of times to add to my equipment, which never worked out properly. Uh, I ballparked that at about 150 sticks. I've spent about $200 on. That's both goalie sticks and skater sticks. On my custom mask, I ballpark it at about 360 And I have a complete set of gear set aside Additionally, for ice slash roller hockey, except for glove and blocker, because those I can reuse from my deck gear. And that I spent about $860 on, and that includes skates as well. For my skater equipment, for when I'm not playing goal, I have invested about $325. And then I estimate just miscellaneous costs, you know, tape, pucks, bags, sneakers, the scoreboard that I made, any any other knee braces, I'm going to put that about $630. A lot of it is an approximation, but, you know, it's pretty close, I think. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, that just gives you an idea of, um, God bless you. That's why we love you so much and we appreciate it. The only thing that's an out-and-out out estimation is the slide plates because that was a lot of nickel and dime stuff and I just didn't have time to add it all up. Okay. Yeah, but... I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like you're reporting it for uh, tax purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if my math is right, the the number you're looking for is four two two five. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. Did you also include that you had the the little cameras where we were recording uh, deck hockey games for a while? No, I forgot all about those. Those are yeah. uh, I don't remember twenty five thirty a piece. I don't know. So just toss that on the pile. Okay. Well, well yeah. Just just to you know, you don't even realize how generous you've been over the years. Plus, your cell phone and speakers for uh, did you didn't have to buy anything for the apps, right? For the uh, the scoreboard and the last minute and all that stuff. Uh, not for that. I actually did pay a couple of bucks for some scoreboard apps that I I was kind of demoing or taking, uh, you know, trying, but that wasn't very much. And this this these totals don't actually include the stuff that I got as gifts or uh, or what have you. So that that's just or it also deducts any monies that I've gotten back as kind of contributions to be repaid for some of this stuff. So um, that's this is uh, net, I guess. Right. That's uh, that that's. Gross is everything, and net is your like profit or what have you. I, I I don't know economics and what have you was a long time ago. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I I I had not realized that I was quite so generous. <laughs> so um, fortunately, my wife does not listen to the podcast. So <laughs> let's just keep this between us, shall we? Yeah, especially if Sue is listening. 
Yeah, Sue. Come on. Don't be a snitch. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> also, hockey players often get stitches. Yeah. So, and uh, we did invite her to come out and play. So. Yeah, true. So wait, we might be discouraging that. Um, uh, no, no. The, no. the transitive property. If snitches get stitches and hockey players get stitches, therefore hockey players are snitches? <laughs> Not if we wear helmets. No, okay. Masks. All right. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Neither do I. Thanks for listening. Yeah. But that's impressive. Thank you very much. That's mm-hmm. great stuff. Sure. And thank you for being the American Rhino and buying all of that stuff and making our league so much better. Yeah, no problem. So uh, God bless, and we appreciate it. But And the American Rhino even supplies other players with sticks, tape, the nets, mm-hmm. uh, jerseys, shirts. And that includes me. The American Rhino has been so generous that he bought me my uh, Liquidators jersey. He bought me my Hit the Deck jersey. And he bought me my uh, LIQ shirt with my own name and number on them. All are customized with my name and number on them. And they really mean the world to me. And thank you so much for that. But uh, well, those are gifts. Those don't factor into the, uh, my, my factoring, gotcha. my figuring. Okay. Yeah, because uh, pads and, and gloves and blockers and sticks and oh my, it's just – and masks, it's – it's a lot, and you can't get around it either, and, and all the protective gear that goes underneath that we don't even see. So that's another reason why you got to cool off or try and cool off when you're playing in 80-degree-plus uh, temperatures and it's humid outside. It's and just, I do. No fun. Yes, you do, and, and we love it and appreciate it, so thank you very much. So just curious for everybody else out there, too, if uh, you're a deck player, if you've been playing for a while, if you're just getting into it. We don't need any specifics, but we would just be curious to know if you'd be willing to share what you think you've uh, spent on deck hockey. And the other good thing about playing deck hockey is some players don't even spend a dime. All you need is a pair of sneakers and, uh, you know, your regular shorts and T-shirt or whatever and ask somebody to borrow a stick and away you go. So Yeah, if you can borrow a stick, you're all set, Brett. There you go. <laughs> and that goes, uh, that goes for that. But uh, the ultimate goal is if you are talented enough and you can make your way up to the NHL, maybe you too can sign an a nice multi-million dollar contract with a top-notch team. Yes. I mean, I can't. I'm I'm 36 with terrible knees and wildly out of shape, but maybe you can. Yeah, that'd be nice to live vicariously through you too. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much 40 years old and I don't, I don't even know if I'm allowed to go watch a Ranger game now. I'm so <laughs> beat up and <laughs> those seats aren't very comfortable since the new renovated garden, by the way, but Anyway, <laughs> James, I'm sure they would be happy to have you and your money. Well, yeah, sure. My money. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very welcoming that way. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. But um, speaking of people taking your money, the yeah. IRS. The oh, look at you. Are- look at <laughs> you. Uh, the, uh, the student has become the master. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to top that. So <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Uh-huh. Good night, everybody. No, no, we're we're still here. We're still here. You're not getting off that easy. Uh, good stuff, man. Yeah, we got one topic left. <laughs> uh, just going through the articles and, and looking for hockey in the news and so on and so forth. There was a recent article written by Laura Saunders of the Wall Street Journal, and uh, she was writing about the Boston Bruins arguing that they should be able to deduct 100% of the cost of some of their meals that they give to the players and staff. And going into that, the IRS was only allowing teams to deduct half of that. 
and the Bruins won and are able to get 100% of the meals to be tax deductible. Now, that may not sound a lot, but uh, when you look at the numbers, as uh, Ms. Saunders went through, she quoted the 2009 and 2010 sums of those meals. And in 2009, it was $256,000. And then in 2010, it was $285,000 just for meals. And the IRS wanted to shake down the Boston Bruins and other teams for an additional $85,000 in taxes on top of all of that, mm. which is an extraordinary amount of money when you're just talking about food. And this isn't restaurants and going out uh, for drinks and, and doing expenses like that. This is just road trip games and uh, supplying the meals pre and post games. And that's pretty expensive when you're dealing with NHL teams, as we said before, that they're not making money like the NBA teams and MLB and, and NFL teams. So and they have salary caps to worry about as well. And on the landscape, when you're talking about the uh, the, the big sports of America, or at least in, in North America, is that the NHL kind of is is not as well paid as the other guys are. So uh, between TV rights and, and ratings and things of that nature, so with the incomes. Well, I and would that, argue I would argue that the salary cap is actually a um, something in favor of them being able to spend more money. But what I will give you is that in addition to the salary cap, the NHL has a salary floor. So the teams are required to spend a minimum amount on their players. So that would be a point in favor of their uh, requiring more lenient finances, let's say. Yeah, just uh, again, I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination. Just trying to put in perspective that uh, you really need to watch every penny when you're dealing with an NHL. I'm assuming. I have no idea what I'm talking about, right. quite frankly. But uh, that this is all speculation on my part, so thank you for uh, for getting the truth out in that aspect. But uh, yeah, it's it's you really have to look at everything and um, make sure everything goes down to the exact penny. But I'm just happy that the Bruins won one over on the IRS because I'm not a fan of those clowns. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering what the legal argument for getting this concession was. I mean, I guess they're I'm I'm I'm. I have no background in tax law either, so I'm twisting in the wind as well here. I imagine the, the meals would be considered a business expense since they are feeding the players, but how does that differ and how did it differ previously from any other expense that they might have been laying out for the players like airfare or equipment or, or anything of that nature? Um, I almost want to read the article and figure out why this... <laughs> This was uh, this was granted and and dig deeper and figure out the ins and outs of this. But then I remember that it's tax law and I really don't want to mire myself down in the ins and outs of tax law because I will fall asleep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if my curiosity overtakes my common sense. <laughs> Stay tuned. Miss Saunders is in your corner, too, because as she writes, and this is a quote of hers, and I don't necessarily agree with the second part of the sentence, but she says, tax experts say that this lack of guidance makes the current meal deduction rules as confusing as hockey's rules for icing and offsides. Now, I don't think icing or offsides is confusing, are confusing, but I guess that was a little tongue-in-cheek joke by the writer of the article. But the point being that one of the reasons why the IRS is such a mess 
is for confusing loopholes of that nature. But I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt with icing because with the no touch icing, it is down to the referee's discretion as to whether or not the player can get to the puck in time. And sometimes that can come off as a little scattershot. So I'll give her confusing on that. But offsides is, is black and white. Like if you cross the line before the puck does, then you're offsides. That's pretty much, you know, that that's it. That's not confusing at all. There you go. I guess the old uh, analogy of the infield fly rule doesn't apply since it's not baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just as an aside, know- I tried to explain to my six-year-old daughter the concept of the infield fly rule <laughs> just because she, I had, I had made mention of it in passing and she wanted to know. So first I had to try and go through the basics of, of runners on base yep. and, you know, a batter and advancing because of a force out. And it's, uh, uh I don't think she ever picked it up, but I spent a, a good amount of time trying. Hey, you know what? You plant the seed now and then in a few years, maybe, you know, it, it does take time to absorb that because for the most part, baseball is a complicated sport. Yeah, of course. And, and, uh, and that is probably the most complicated rule of the game if you're just learning it. And I do remember that was one of the things that I struggled trying to learn too mm-hmm. was the infield fly rule after I was taught the rules and ins and outs of the beautiful game of, of baseball. But I agree with you hundred percent offsides is not really that confusing unless you're a casual fan maybe. And, and you really don't know what to look for, but okay. Yeah. She enough. also thinks that any catch is a can of corn, but uh, she's yeah. six. So baby steps. Well, hey, I'm sure Keith Hernandez agrees with her there, so that that's good. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. How did you not catch that? No, anyway, good, good. That that she's she knows what she's doing. So she's getting she there. We're working on good, it. Good girl. And excellent parenting, by the way. Oh, thank you. So uh so anyway, this may be a win for not only the Boston Bruins, but the NHL and other businesses too, not just uh sports businesses for the um having one hundred percent of the cost of meals be tax deductible. Yeah, now, I'd imagine this carries over to, you know, the NFL and the NBA and MLB. And you have to wonder, though, how far it goes. I mean, I'm wondering idly, you know, I'm just throwing this out there as an intellectual curiosity. I'm not actually going to pursue this. I, I don't honestly, I have no interest in pursuing whether or not, you know, your bowling league is deductible, but w- whatever. Um, just you're right. It has it has far reaching consequences. Tell you what, if uh, if you have any questions about this, we have a friend of ours and a member of the LIQ who is a lawyer, so maybe he could probably help you out with that. <laughs> but as for us, we just saw that it was a story about hockey in some way in NHL and Boston Bruins. And, and again, I like the fact that uh, any loss of the IRS is a win for me. So way to go, Boston. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with the stupid wrestler either from the 90s. Erwin R. Scheister? <laughs> yeah, that clown. I, you know what? I, I can't explain why, but as a kid, I liked IRS. You did? Yes. I, I liked IRS and I liked Money Inc. as a team. Oh, right. That, okay. Well, IRS yeah. and the Million Dollar Man. Money, right. money, 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 money. Everyone's got a price. Everyone's going to pay. Because the million dollar man always gets his way. <laughs> money, 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 
money, money. One of the best theme songs they've ever made. Absolutely. Uh, hey, I have an idea. Any any time that you stop a player on a on a breakaway, yeah, stuff a stuff a hundred dollar bill down his mouth. <laughs> hey, can I get in on that action? <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> stop me as many times as you want. <laughs> Maybe we should put a hundred dollar bill in your pocket for every uh, breakaway you stop. That would uh, make more sense. Daddy literally needs a new pair of shoes. There you go. Actually, I just got a new pair of shoes, and I have been recording a video about the preparation of those shoes for gameplay, and I hope to have it up in the, let's say, indeterminate future. Something to look forward to. Very yes, cool. Yes, indeed. All right. So you have that to look forward to, and you also have the rest of your week to look forward to, so let's get right to it. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. So as we wrap up, I would like to, of course, thank Pops. I'm gesturing off to the side of me as if he's standing here. He is not. But uh, in the metaphorical sense, I would like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcast. I would like to thank you for listening to the podcast. Bro Anthony Sajazi for providing music to the podcast, the LIQ for sound effects. I would encourage you to, if you have not done so already, subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and pulling up Hit the Deck and clicking subscribe so that... All the work gets done for you. The next time we drop one of these podcasts, it'll just go right to you. There it is. I'm subscribed to the Hit Deck Podcast. Yay! For whatever that's worth. If you want to talk to us, if you want to respond to our nonsense, if you have something you'd like us to cover on the podcast, or if you have some feedback to something we've covered on the podcast, or if you just want to tell us where to go, to play deck hockey, you can do so at hitthedeck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod on Facebook, Instagram. We are Hit the Deck. And of course, our YouTube channel is Hit the Deck Podcast. And on that YouTube channel, you can subscribe. I swear, eventually, there will be more content coming to you via that outlet. We have some stuff in the pipe that we're really excited about, and we can't wait to shoot that out to you again eventually. So until that time, that day, that hour, we know not the day nor the hour, but hopefully it'll be soon. James, is there anything that you would care to add? No, I'm good, thanks. I, I'm putting in for one of those helmets and cooling towels and vests and stuff, so I'm done. Thank you. 9401. 9402, so we can both have one. Come on, you got the money. You got the money. All right. Anyway, so that, <laughs> that being said, whether you are working in a Qatari World <laughs> Cup construction field or whether you are working for the IRS, whether you are spending exorbitant amounts of money on the beautiful sport or whether you are bumming a stick off of a teammate, Whatever you're doing out there, I encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. You feeling funny? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, humorous, not ill. I got gotcha. you. All right. <laughs> I'm sick of this podcast. <laughs>